Welcome to the Conversion Tracking Playbook, where we share how to overcome tracking challenges that e-commerce brands face today and real-world examples of transforming data into insights. Welcome back to another episode of the Conversion Tracking Playbook. I'm your host, Brad Redding. And today, we're going to be talking about one of my least favorite topics, consent and privacy management for tracking. There's really a couple interesting changes that have rolled out the last couple of weeks, months. And yeah, I guess they're just... It's super interesting. So I'll be talking about the Firefox test that's going on in Germany that auto blocks all of the banners, cookie banners, pop-ups. We'll be talking through some recent consent changes in Shopify. And of course, Google Consent Mode V2 that was just recently announced and what that means for anyone who is required to have consent mode tracking set up on your site. And time pending, we might get into a few other topics. So we'll see uh, see how we go. All right, so let's get into the Firefox, the fi- Firefox rollout. So it's super interesting. So the, the long and short of this is Firefox is testing the private mode only. This is only in Germany, by the way. So this is TBD and they're going to roll this out in other, other countries. But they're testing a new enhancement that's called quote-unquote block cookie banners. And it literally does exactly what the, the title says. It is automatically detecting cookie pop-ups. So think the one trusts of the world or cookie bots or whatever you are using to prompt users to, hey, do you want to accept or deny? They're automatically marking deny. They're doing this through one of two ways. One is they are just looking and detecting for a specific cookie and then just essentially saying uh, cookie denied. Or they're actually going through and physically like pretending... Yeah, you won't really see this on site, but actually a clicking deny. Uh, so there's there's a fallback if they aren't able to detect the banner through some of their the code that is in place. So just that alone, if I, I think it was an episode that I had back in the spring where I was talking about just my personal view on consent, and just it's somewhat of a farce because I think I was using the analogy of if there's a whole industry conversion optimization industry around designing consent uh, pop-ups, like that alone should tell you that something is broken. Like you shouldn't have all these articles and guides and experts and it's all about like how do you manipulate these banners and color code it so you can increase the percentage of people that that uh, opt in or click allow. So that that alone was just like, okay, there's something going off here. So that's where Firefox actually is. So that's that's exactly what they've done here. They are automatically blocking it and granting it denied for everyone. They I'm just going to read a quote that they had in their doc. So, quote, Why are cookie banners a problem? Cookie banners, as you've you've likely experienced, can be quite annoying. They interrupt your browsing to ask a question that can often be confusing and irrelevant to your browsing before allowing you to refocus on why you navigated to that site in the first place. The sheer volume of cookie banners that users encounter daily can lead to what we call prompt fatigue. And this has also been a concept that we've discussed on this pod over a few times. I think John and I went into it uh, in a recent episode where... Actually, it might have been with SEMO. I think it was with SEMO where we were, we were talking about consent actually moving to the browser level. And that's kind of like what we're seeing here with Firefox. Firefox doesn't really... They don't, they don't care what you have implemented on your site. They're taking the quote-unquote consent 
ruling the judge jury uh, on their own plate. So TBD on what will happen with this. I would, you don't need to worry about it right now unless you are obviously very, you have a high, uh, high segment of users on Firefox in Germany. Uh, most listening to this probably doesn't quite fit for you. But anyways, interesting. Uh, if anything, this is a signal to what could come one to two years down the road. But that's it. I don't want to, <laughs> no, no reason to go any further than that. I, just, I can't wait to see how the uh, results play out with this one. All right. So the next one, this should be pretty quick. So this is also consent changes that Shopify rolled out. And this was a release in October. So historically, in your online preferences, so if you were to go to your store, online preferences, you would have you previously had three settings uh, under privacy or consent. One, collect data. So it was a radio button you'd have to select. One, collect data before consent. Two, collect partial data before consent. Key term, partial. Three, collect data after consent. On October 18th, they removed the partial consent option. So if you were on a partial setting, then you were automatically moved to collect data after consent which means you're tracking, if that was you, then you could have lost almost all of your tracking. So next steps here are to double check your own settings, uh, update as needed. If you're using that Shopify specific setting or the CMP that you're using is updating the Shopify privacy API or leveraging that for reading consent. But I do want to just share one other thing. We've had, this is just naturally with more brands having to implement CMPs, so cookie management providers or consent management providers. We've just seen an increase in our own support of people enabling consent, not because they want to, likely because they were told to, and it breaks all their tracking. I, I, I can tell you from a very intimate firsthand experience on the Elevar team where we have 20 of the smartest web analytics uh, analysts and engineers, I think, in the world, and consent is effing hard. It is very hard. Just think of the sheer volume of consent providers that exist out there. Everyone has has one that's different. Unfortunately, the majority of them, they don't say what they are selling you. So they don't, they're not actually doing what they're, what they're selling you they're doing. So what I mean by that is you sign up for a consent provider that says it follows all the policies and integrates with a Google consent mode and yada, 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 and then implement it and then if Elevar is looking at it, we'll go through and QA and say, actually, none of your tags are working the way that they're supposed to because the consent provider is actually not doing what it says it's doing. So that is like a very common use case. We've we've had to remove support for one fairly large consent provider because of that, because like we literally couldn't do anything. Our hands were tied and it was causing major tracking issues for, for, a, for a large brand. So I guess w- with all that to say, if you fall into that bucket where you're having to implement consent, don't just don't just toggle something on and assume everything's going to work. Unfortunately, we've also had uh, customers that have done that. Again, not they aren't the expert. They're likely told to do it, and they you know, toggle on their consent and assume things work as expected. It doesn't. All tracking breaks uh, because tags and tracking was not uh, they were not implemented or integrated with the consent provider. So either hire an expert. Talk to us, go to someone else. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be us, but I would highly, highly recommend that you at least engage. It can be a, a contractor or a consultant or the, go to the Measure Slack community. You can ask for free advice in there and just see what, uh, 
what people have to say about your setup. Because chances are, uh, it's not going to be as easy as you uh, as you may think. So, anyways, that's the Shopify customer privacy setting update. Double check that if this does ring a bell and uh, make make a change and get someone an independent voice to uh, to give you some feedback on that. All right. So now the the big topic we'll get into is Google's Consent Mode V2. They just they had a webinar a week or so on this, and it was going through changes to their consent mode. And there's there's a lot here. Uh, I'm not really going to go too deep into the weeds on all the technical nuances of of how it works. I will touch on some of that, but I'm I'm going to try to take the approach or take the angle of what does this really mean for you as a brand? So if you are a brand owner. If you're a customer, you know many of you listen. You probably could give two hoots about the technical nuances of V1 versus V2. So I'll try to keep keep things uh, surface level. The first thing I would think about, or I'd want you to be aware of, is if you are a brand where you have to you have to essentially have GDPR type compliance because you are selling in Europe, that the changes to V2, so having to upgrade to this this new V2 version, has to be done by the end of March. So think Q1. The reason for that is there are new regulations that are rolling out. Again, I'm going to try to stay away from that. That again, Google is trying to trying to stay somewhat in lockstep with new changes that are rolling out. They also have a requirement that essentially, if you want to leverage some of the new features and functionality that can help maintain the quality—I won't say accuracy, but quality of or not just Google Ads conversions, but Google Ads in general. This can mean Google Ads conversion tracking. It could be your marketing audiences, etc. But if you want to maintain, again, a, a solid Google Ads strategy, then you also need to upgrade and have this in place by the end of end of March. So as of right now, I'm reading from BARD. If you don't know BARD, I, BARD is Google's uh, chat GPT. Uh, as of today, there are nine CMPs that are certified with Google Consent Mode V2. Not claiming this is accurate, uh, but this is a, the closest I could find from uh, from Google. So uh, OneTrust, IAB, UserCentrix, uh, Dodomi, ConsentBlock, Snowflake CMP, Acquia, and GDPRFI by Ayubenda. And if you if you just Google CMP certified with Google Google Consent Mode. You might come across. They have another doc that's listed that has, uh, gosh, probably like fifty-two hundred of CMPs that are certified with consent mode. But just know there is a difference between V1 and V2. Chances are this is going to grow, uh, and there'll be more here that are certified. But that's one thing. Again, end of March. So if this resonates with you, then this is something that you'll want to put on your roadmap for January, February to try to get this knocked out. So you are compliant. So now let's let's get into some of the. I'll just peel back this onion a little bit. So if you are not sending consent information to Google with tags after this March 2024, then Google will not be able to capture new uh, European Union users in audience lists within the GA4 audiences and then share them with Google Ads. So essentially, if you don't make this change. You, it's going to be nearly impossible to do remarketing in Google Ads, Floodlight, or Display. So that alone, if this is a big market for you, uh, I would prioritize this and uh, again hire an expert to to help you with that. If we just go through consent, let's just go through the consent mode. Like how, like what is it, and how does it work? Someone comes to your site. 
you have to ask the user to opt in or allow or deny certain categories. So one of them is going to be in the world of Google. Let me pull up uh, one of these screenshots I have here. There are two new categories that Google is using for this new consent mode. One is, you'll hear this, it'll be add, add underscore user underscore data and then add personalization. So yes, now there are more categories uh, in theory that users may have to go through. But the quick definitions on these, if you just hear them or, or see them, add user data is used to determine whether the user gives consent for Google's advertising purposes. Add personalization controls whether data, so activity from the user's browsing activity, can be used for ads personalization. So think remarketing. And this, these can be uh, only set to granted when the user specifically agree through a consent banner. Uh, I'm not going to go through the other categories. There are there historically have been four four main categories. So here's two two additional ones. Or con- uh, consent states is another term that's used for these. And if the user is opted out, so if the user just opts out or doesn't grant consent for these two or or the others, then the other big topic, again, it's extracting out some of the weeds, which I realize I'm, I'm digging in, diving a little bit to the weeds here. I'm going to bring myself back up. If a user opts out or they don't grant some of these categories, then the other really big thing that you are going to hear and want to just understand is data modeling. So modeling that Google is going to do. So if we just think 100 people come to your website, 60 people are opted in or they grant consent, 40% deny consent. Out of those 100 people, just a very basic explanation. You could assume, okay, if, uh, if you don't have consent mode in- integrated, you are losing 40%. So it doesn't matter what those 40% of people are doing. You're essentially losing all of that activity. By losing, I mean Google's not getting it, which would then impact Google Ads or other, uh, other Google products that you're using. That's bad. So you don't want that. So now you have the, the two type of types of consent mode uh, options or integration options that Google will now offer you. One is called basic consent mode. The second is called advanced consent mode. The goal of both of these is really the same. It is to backfill missing data that would have happened from those 40 people that you lost data from. So this could be through modeling for conversions. This could be for uh, modeling, just looking at ad clicks. There's other other areas for this, but in general, the goal of both of these options is to help you understand more about what these users were doing without you obviously having being able to drill down to that user. The nuance here between the, the difference of these two in advanced mode, you'll hear potentially another term that'll come about. Advanced mode is leveraging what's called a cookie-less ping. So there are still hits based on the user's activity going and hitting Google server, but there's no cookie information being passed. There's no user information that's Google doesn't know that's me, doesn't know it's Brad Redding or my you know, some other external identifier or IP address, etc. I knows nothing about me. And that alone, I would say. I don't, I'm not going to tell you which one to use, but I would just reading and just seeing what some of the reaction over the last week or two, reading some of the reaction after this has come out, I would say the 
The side that are very passionate about privacy probably won't go the advanced cookie-less ping mode because they aren't 100% confident that it's 100% compliant with any of the regulations that uh, Google or, or the site may need to be. So they might uh, go basic mode. Say in my world, most, mo- most of you that I know and most of the brands that I see and have worked with for many, many years are likely going, going to want to go the advanced mode until they're told that they can't. So until there's some sort of judgment or something against Google saying that you can't do that, you can't do the cookie-less pings, I would imagine that most would likely go uh, with that, that option. So with this, if we go just and there's a I'm going to link to this little table that I'm looking at so you can you can see this visually as well. If you do not have consent mode implemented, so you, you might have a CMP, so you might have a CMP like a cookie consent banner, etc. You may have that implemented, but it it's not guaranteed that it's implemented and compatible with the Google consent mode. So two very very different things. You could have the CM, you could have your cookie pop up but it's not integrated or implemented with Google consent mode. So therefore, anything I'm talking about with consent mode, with Google consent mode, doesn't apply. So in that case, you would be in that uh, state where you lose 40% of conversions. So assuming that your CMP is either natively integrated with Google consent mode, or it's been wired up through uh, via Google Tag Manager. Without consent mode... Just going to go through these questions. Do you know the number of consented conversions linked to ad clicks? Yes. Yes, across the board. All of, I'm going to go through the rest of these questions. The answer is no to all of these if you have not integrated with consent mode, with Google's consent mode. Do you know conversion rate for consented ad clicks? No. Do you know the number of unconsented ad clicks? No. Do you know the total unconsented conversions? No. Can you estimate advertiser-specific consent bias impact on conversion rate? No. Do you know the total unconsented conversions that can be attributed to ad clicks? No. So no on all of those. If we go to the opposite end with advanced mode, it is yes to all of those, except for the last one. Do we know the total unconsented conversions that can be attributed to ad clicks? It is modeled. So it is using machine learning, other technology to model what is happening for those users that are, that are opted out, that are uh, consent denied. So modeling, just to give a, my, my definition on this, is Google, if you use that 60-40 split where 60% are opted in and 40% are not, Google knows that 60%, so they have all the activities. They know what pages they're viewing, what, are, what actions are they triggering, what are, who's purchasing, what is some of the data about that user that's purchased? So where where do they live? What's the demographic? Like what other psychographic or things can, is Google doing to again break down who that user is? Now, if we look at the forty percent, so where modeling comes into play, Google has the activity, so they know they don't they don't know it's my IP address and it's Brad browsing, but they see, oh, here's a page view. Oh, this per oh here's a Add to cart. Here's an initiate checkout. Here's other you know their path to 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 conversion. So they have all these these paths or actions that a user has taken on site, but they can't tie it to a user. There's no cookie uh, that's going to connect me to any, anything else. But the where this modeling comes in is saying Google is essentially saying, okay, well this path for the unconsented user looks very similar to the paths for uh, people that converted. I'm simplifying, by the way. Please don't quote me on any of this. I'm oversimplifying. 
essentially they're they're saying, okay, well, we can assume that 30% of these users would have converted. So that's going, that's what they're uh, backfilling the conversions that they otherwise wouldn't uh, would have gotten if the user had consented or opted in. By the way, I feel like I feel like between consent and opted in and CMPs and denied and granting, I feel like I have uh, spaghetti in my head right now. So I apologize if it's coming through to you. Uh, the nomenclature alone on some of this stuff can be extremely confusing. I'm trying to trying to hold hold it together for you. That's modeling again. It's just trying. To, you're going to see more and more of this. You've probably have heard it through Meta after the whole iOS rollout and using modeling to backfill conversions and predict performance, etc. And that's refined over time, and it'll refine over time with Google as well. So, consent mode just to try to, I'd say, put a bow on some of this. March 2024 is when you need to have this in place. If you're using a CMP, so OneTrust or others, you'll want to make sure that you're using one that uh, integrates with Google's V2 version. I also recommend that you have some sort of expert review this for you, whether it's uh, independent contractor, experts, uh, agencies, Elevar, or we can recommend you to partners that we have that this is all they do. So reach out to me if that's something that you need. So uh, having someone actually validate and just ensure that you're good to go. And then understanding the, the differences between basic consent mode, advanced consent mode, and no consent. So that's a nuance that you'll want to consider. Modeling, we went through a quick definition of that. So if you, you, under, you hear that term tossed around, hopefully that will just help you understand as that comes up in the conversation. And the same thing with that cookie list ping went through the definition of that. We more than likely will have a product webinar on this probably in January. It won't be in December. So keep your eyes peeled. We'll have some of our experts, our consent experts, that'll go through and do some of this training for you. And uh, they'll be there to answer a bunch of those technical questions. So that is today's topic. I am very excited that this is done because I can't wait to talk about fun stuff, not privacy and consent. Next week, promise we'll have uh, potentially something on the opposite end of the spectrum. Uh, we have some exciting guests that we'll be bringing on here over the next couple of weeks. And we're ready to get into the new year. So if there's any topics, any guests, any ideas that you have, the show's going on. So please email me, brad at getelevar.com or send me a message on LinkedIn. Open to ideas or if you have any guest recommendations that you want us to bring on, you want me to bring on, let me know that as well. And uh, happy to love to hear from you and make sure that I am giving you the most value that I can through this. With that, I hope you have a great rest of your day and week and I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Conversion Tracking Playbook. In order to help spread the word and just support the podcast, if you could just take a minute to either share it on Twitter, share it on LinkedIn, send it to colleagues, or just send me feedback. I love reading feedback. I appreciate it. Many of the guests that have been on here, they've just emailed saying, Hey, I'd love to join. Here's some topics. That could be you. Just shoot me an email or hit me up on LinkedIn. My email is brad at getelevar.com. And if you enjoy this podcast and you want to give us a rating, I would appreciate that as well. You can rate us on Spotify, Apple, wherever you are listening to this. But at the end of the day, if you could just share this and let others learn more about the world that you live in, the world that I live in with e-commerce and conversion tracking, I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time.